song. Thank you, worship team. When it said, uh, in your presence, all things are new. Man, I just began, I just began to declare in this house, God, release the new. Release the new. I just began to sing new joy, new hope, new peace, new life, new minds. And I, that's, that's something that God is always into. And when we, we come into his presence, we can experience that transformation of all things being made new. I just want to kind of stay here for a minute um, because I, I want to respond to the Lord this morning. And I'm super, super excited about what God is is doing and uh, and what he's saying and what he's how he's moving among us and the things that he's releasing. And I'm excited. I'm excited. And I just feel like we're, we're moving in to a new place and that he is calling us to take uh, new territory. And, you know, God is always speaking. He always has things to, to tell us every day and, and he's in a good mood about it. Uh, some, some of you need to just be reminded that God's in a good mood. And so when he's speaking, he has good things to say to you. It, it, it doesn't have to be like all grumpy and mean because that's not really who God is. That's not in his nature. He's, he's not like some mean guy up in the sky who just judges us and condemns us and corrects us. And now does he correct us? Yes. But in the way a loving father does, he's in a good mood and he has good things to say to us. And I've been just so excited about what God is, is saying to me about the church. So I'm super excited to be able to share that with you guys this morning. And I, I, I can't, maybe I should preface this because every time I speak, I just share this vision. So everybody's caught up. Okay. So, uh, I, I've spent, I spent a long time. This is our 10th year pastoring. It'll be 10 years in June. What? Some of you have been on this journey like 10 years ago. Whew, that was rough, wasn't it? Sorry, guys. I look back now and I think, no wonder people were freaked out, like putting a 22-year-old as a co-pastor. I get it now. I didn't get it then, but I get it now. You guys are awesome. And some of you have been here the whole time, just weathered that with us. And it's been, it's been so great. Uh, but I, I've frequently just asked the Lord for... Like, God, what are you, what's a strategy for our church? Like, what's a vision? What are you saying? What are you doing? And for like five or six or eight years, God kept telling me the same thing. And then, uh, and then this past year, I got smart enough to tell you guys about it. And, and, uh, and he, he gave me this vision and he, and John and I, along with some leaders were standing up on this mountain and we were really tall and I was looking down and there was, there was, uh, it's like, uh, camps of people like think, uh, army ish, you know, just like, but like Bible time army, you know, like tents and, and like people and it's kind of dark and, uh, and, and lots of people. And so we would like John or I would say something 
and everybody would come into these lines and there was this huge fire in front of us and we'd be giving instructions and sharing and, and all the people were in the lines and then, and then we would stop and these people, they would go to these circles together. So they were small circles everywhere. And in the middle of the circle, there was a fire and they were hanging out, I guess. And then at, the circles would break and people would go to their tents, like their home. All right. And in the tent, you know, cause I'm looking out from, from above, uh, you could see the flicker of fire in the tent. And so anytime I've asked the Lord, and then it just repeats the lines, the circles, the tents, the lines, the circles, the tents, the fire, all of this stuff. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's cool. What is this? And, you know, we finally have just figured out this is who we are, that the line, the line is like a Sunday morning gathering where we all sit in lines and we worship together. And the, the circle is like when you're hanging out with friends in small groups in your uh, four by fours and uh, just having dinner with people hanging out. Those are like your circles. And then your tents are like your homes. And the most important part of this vision is that everywhere we were present, there was a fire burning greatly in our midst. And it wasn't like we weren't aware of it. It was like it was precious to us. And you can listen to former messages. John broke the whole thing down and went through every fire in the Bible. And we went through all the meanings. But to basically say this is God's presence. And we're called to host his presence. Not just at a church gathering. But that we're called to host it in our homes We're called to be people of the kingdom who carry his kingdom and his presence with us. And we consider it so valuable that it has to be in the middle of everything we do. And so, so this, this next thing, I share this all with you because it will make more sense then. So when the Lord is speaking to me about the church, it's always in these terms, like, like in this military army camping, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so recently I just felt like the Lord said, you're taking new territory because, you know, you would pack up and you'd go and you'd fight and you'd win. And then you set your camp up, you expand your, your, your camp and you take new territory because that's what armies do. And I just felt like the Lord was saying it. I came across this scripture and it blew my mind. Now I'm going to share with you so many pieces. This is like, you know, when you watch a movie and you see things the whole way and then it all makes sense at the end and you go, oh, I'm hoping that moment happens for you today. All right. <laughs> Effectively. Um, so Deuteronomy 11, 11, I'm just going to read this to you. If I can find the 11. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain. A land that the Lord your God cares for. Now, before he's talking about the land that they have been in. And he's saying, it's not like the land of Egypt from which you came, where you planted your seed and you made irrigation ditches with your foot as in a vegetable garden. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain. And I just felt like the Lord brought me to that and said, I'm, this is what I'm saying. And something inside of me 
surged with excitement because I was like, I've been putting together all the pieces last month at healing room. I I spent some time just kind of hanging out with God and just praying. I just laid on the floor and just said, God, just speak to me. I'm just here for you. And I heard him say, I'm going to come like rain. And then like a minute later, whatever music was playing in the background, they began singing. He's coming like rain. He's coming like rain. And I was like, that is bizarre. You know, and and God always does that. It's like, right when I go, was that you? The music comes on and the lyrics are the exact same thing. He just said, only God can do something like that. I just love it. And I, and I felt like this, this excitement because just recently Easter Sunday, actually, we had a rain that night. Do you, do you guys remember this? We were over at my parents' house and we decided to go on a walk and the clouds were like a little shady. You know, we were like, is this going to be good or not? So we walked down to the park and we walked back and it's still not raining. Uh, so John and I are like, and, and there's like this long street where you can see for a long time. So John and I are like, okay, you guys go in, we're going to go on a walk. So we take early with the stroller and we're just, you know, getting our steps in after that big Easter lunch. And, uh, and we look up and I said, do you hear that? And John was like, what is that? Is that wind? And I was like, you know, I can't even see the road down there anymore. What is that? And all of a sudden, now we weren't even close to the house. It's that sinking feeling when you realize that's rain. That's rain. I don't know that I've ever experienced it quite like that, where we could see, you could hear it before you could even see it. And it was like, what is that? Like, and it's kind of quiet and eerie, you know, you're like, I think we should start running back to the house, you know, and sure enough, by the time we were getting to the driveway, it just started pouring because, and you could just see it coming and you could just hear it. And so then when the Lord says, I'm coming like rain, that means something to me in a new way because of that experience. Two weeks ago on Sunday morning during the worship, I talked to John. I was like, I think the rain effect in the background was super cool. You should do that every Sunday. And he, he said, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, you're the thing you play on your phone is the background noise, the rain. That was cool. And he said, I wasn't playing rain. And I said, yes, you were because I was hearing, I could hear the rain from your phone. <laughs> and he's like, that wasn't my phone. I don't know what you're hearing. And, and so there was another piece of like, maybe God's really trying to say something. And then what got me is as I was just soaking and just enjoying God's presence last week, he reminded me on New Year's Eve, we have a prayer and communion service and it's always a precious time. And uh, when we finally wrapped up on New Year's Eve, we opened the front door to the office. We locked everything up. And right when we opened the door, it started to sprinkle. And John looks at me and he's, and it's like big, huge raindrops, you know, like they do. And John said, that's weird. It's not even supposed to rain. And we stood out in the rain and I just looked at John and I said, this is prophetic. I believe that this is, is a prophetic picture for our church this year. And he looked at me and he said, really? And I said, really, it's burning in me right now. I know this, this is just a prophetic word from the Lord. And I'd forgotten about it. From New Year's Eve, I said, this is what God's going to do this year. 
And I forgot. And so I'd had all these experiences, all the rain. I'm hearing the rain. I'm like reading about a land with rain. And then the Lord's like, hey, Ashley, remember New Year's Eve? Oh, my goodness. You're doing it. This is cool. Okay, let's do it, God. Let's do it. And so I'm excited because I want to encourage you that, that God is coming like rain. He wants to release his spirit in a new way, in a fresh way in our church. And I believe it's on the move. I, I'm, I'm hearing it. And in fact, when I, when I realized that, that, mu- that, that the rain was not coming from the sound system, I remembered a passage of scripture. And it's in 1 Kings. And this story is nuts. Do you guys ever just read the Bible and you're like, God is crazy. He did that? What? Okay, so 1 Kings um, 18. Okay, so this is Elijah. And I really like him in the Bible. I recommend reading about him if you don't know who he is. And what's gone down is like this amazing test between the gods. We're going to pick up right after that. So... This King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, they are evil people and they are worshiping a God called Baal. And they, 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 they like throw down the test. You know, Elijah's like, well, let's just see whose God is real. So you just bring all of your people, all your worshiping Baal people to the mountain and they're going to meet me there. We're going to build these altars and we're just going to settle this right here, right now, today. Okay. And so the, the prophets of Baal, they build this altar to their God and Elijah builds his altar to, to God, our God, the one and true only God. And, and so he says, okay, you guys go first. So we are going to pray and whoever's God sends fire from heaven, we're going to know that that's the real, that's the real deal. So the prophets of Baal, man, they get all worked up and they're like praying and it's not working. And Elijah's like taunting him. You know, I kind of like him. Hey, it's not working. Your gods must be out relieving themselves, you know? And, uh, and they begin, they, they, they make an even bigger production and they're cutting themselves and they're dancing and they're singing. And it's like this never ending excess amount of energy happening with no results. And finally, Elijah's like, are you guys done? Cause I'm ready. And he, he pours water all over the altars and surrounds it with water. And then he prays to the God of heaven and immediately Fire falls down and consumes the sacrifice and the entire altar. And, you know, that's just like the mic drop. (laughs) Like, you don't even have to say anything after that. So Elijah rounds up all the prophets of Baal. They take them to the valley and they wipe them out. And we're going to pick up this story right there. In 18, I guess I shouldn't be in first Kings nine if I'm going to read that to you. Okay. Uh, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. 
So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. And then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. And the servant went and looked and then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. And finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. And then Elijah shouted, hurry, tell Ahab, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. If you want to know the rest, it's even crazier. God gives Elijah insane strength and he tucks his little tunic up in his belt and he runs like four miles along the side of the chariot back to the palace. Like crazy. Now, the reason that the rain here is important is because Elijah is the one who went and told the king and queen three and a half years earlier, it's not going to rain anymore. So they are in the midst of an insane drought. There hasn't been any rain. Everything is dried up and it is looking ugly. And now is the time. Elijah says, I hear a mighty rainstorm. Even though there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Now, whether he was hearing winds or whether he was hearing in the spirit, I don't know. But he knew. The rain is about to come. And then he went and pressed in for it. Now, the thing about a drought, I want to take some of this scripture and I just want to make an application uh, to our, to our lives, to our spirits and, and, and to our church. Rain is always wonderful and refreshing, but it's especially good. When you've been in a drought, because, you know, in the drought, there's scarcity and there's lack and there's a shortage of things that you want and need. There's dryness and there's death. But when rain comes, it brings life and recovery, and restoration, and growth. And when rain comes, that means the rivers are going to run again. It means that fish will be caught, that there will be refreshing, that there will be a cleansing, that there will be life that springs up where there has been death, that there will be joy growing where sorrow was. That there will be laughter where there's been weeping, where there's been loss, there will be new abundance. And that gets me excited when I think about hearing rain for our church, when I think about the Lord saying, I'm coming like rain. Because I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some of that in my life. And I'm ready for some of that in our church. I'm ready to see the life and the recovery and the refreshing and the growth And so I was just thinking, okay, God, if you're coming like rain and, and, and you're telling us that because a, you know, uh, 
Elijah, uh, he hears the rain and he gives instructions to Ahab. He's hearing it. It's not even there yet, but he's telling him, you go eat because I hear a mighty rainstorm. And then he sends him and he says, now you stop eating and you get in your chariot and you go fly because the rain is like here. And so I was like, Lord, what, what do we need to do? If you're saying, if I'm hearing it coming, if I'm seeing it coming, if you're saying I'm going to come like rain, I want to encourage you that I think as a, as a church and as individuals, we have to prepare and we have to press in because you know, when it's going to rain here, do you guys do this? Okay. When, when you know, it's going to rain cause you check the weather cause we're all excited about when it rains here. Uh, so recently, especially in the springtime, uh, John's like, Hey, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. I'm going to go fertilize the grass. And if you want to get your shovel out and pull up those weeds, because we don't want the rain to feed the weeds, we want the rains to feed the grass. And so, you know, we'll go out and we'll do our yard work. We'll get it all in. Uh, you know, they're like, I had flowers and I'm like, Oh, I want those in. I want the flowers in before it rains because then the rainwater is so good for it. It's going to make them come alive and grow like crazy. And so, you know, right before the rain is coming, you do these things. Are we the only ones? And so I want you to, to, to be encouraged to, to look at your life and your heart and prepare for the rain Prepare for the rain. Pull the weeds. Fertilize your yard. Be in God's word. Get to know his voice. Be in his presence. That is like pouring fertilizer over your heart for when he pours out. Because you, you're, you're already in tune with him and you're ready. You're prepared for what he's doing. And I, I feel like I, also this morning, I want to encourage you guys about the season of planting. That there are things that have been being planted in you and that are being planted even now. And sometimes that season is not very fun because it's all happening underground. You know what I'm saying? But there's growth there and the Lord is preparing you and he's planting things in you that he wants to grow like crazy when he pours his spirit out. And I feel like there's some of you in here who feel like you have just been buried. You just feel like you've been in a season where you have been buried And I just heard the Lord say, it's because you've been planted. And if you can adjust your perspective, that's a big difference. Being buried is way different than being planted. You're still covered up with dirt either way. But when you've been planted, there's hope for life. There's hope for growth. So hang in there and don't despise the season of planting or being planted because that is, that is God's purpose. He wants to get everything ready before the rain so that it can grow like crazy. So it can bloom, so it can bear fruit. And he wants, he's got to get in there. He's got to get you in the ground. He's got to get roots going so that the rain doesn't wash it away either. 
So I, I just encourage you, be ready, be be ready to receive, pull those weeds out and then be ready to receive. When we were in like a drought a couple of years ago and they were making us have the watering schedule, you know, they told you what days you could water. Um, that made me sad because I like flowers and I like green grass. And uh, so I was one of those people that would like put buckets out when it rained. So then I could water my flowers without using extra water from the city, you know? I know I'm not the only one. I saw other people doing this. And, and so I want to make the application to say, Hey, if we are aware that God is coming like rain, then we want to be ready to receive and soak in everything that he's going to give. And I brought my trusty heart bucket that I haven't busted out probably in years. It's one of my favorite things. All right. And so if you're thinking of your heart as a bucket and you want to receive rain, uh, then you want to make sure that you're going to get all that God wants for you to get in here. And so part of being ready to receive is to allow the Lord to work on your heart and get rid of things that, that shouldn't be in there. All right. Now I was trying to write my message last night and God messed me over. I was like, I don't want you to mess with me. I just want a message. I, I, I'm, I love you, but do we have to like deal with my heart today? Like, could we just write the message because it is midnight and I'm tired and I've been at home all by myself all weekend. Uh, but you know what? I sat on my couch last night and I wept and I forgave and I allowed the Lord to heal places in me that I didn't even know needed healing. And I just said, God, expose me expose what's in my heart because I want every drop of you that I can hold. And I don't want anything that doesn't belong in there that would keep the rain and the fullness from being what it could be. So if you're going to, if you're going to receive, you're going to have to empty your heart of trash. Okay. Of false life that you're holding on to things that look like life, but they're not attached to anything. So it's really not life. You got to clean that stuff out of your heart. All right. Anybody else have stones, rocks, hard parts in your heart brought on. Okay. You got to get rid of it. There's like a little snake in here. Okay. So you have to empty out your heart. If your heart is a bucket and you're going to receive from the Lord, you got to turn it upside down and clear it out. And then you got to make sure you turn it right back over before the rain comes. So you actually collect something because sometimes we get in the process where we say, okay, God, yeah, I want to clean out my heart and it gets really hard and you just get stuck and you just say upside down and you're in a bad mood about it. Anybody else? And then God's doing something. You're like, God, I can't feel you. I don't know what you're doing. And I'm still grumpy. And he's like, Hey, turn your heart the other way around. So you can actually receive what I'm doing. You know? Get a better perspective, Ashley. Wake up. Be renewed. Turn that bucket right side up, and then you can collect all that God wants to pour out. Your heart's a bucket. And the last thing I want to encourage you on is is to press in. One thing that I love about the story of Elijah is he just doesn't give up. 
I mean, he says, I hear the sound of rain. There's not a cloud in the sky. And Ahab goes to feast. And Elijah goes up the mountain and begins to pray fervently. Tells his servant, hey, go, go see what's happening. Anything happening? Servant comes back, nothing, nothing. Can we go eat now? He's like, no, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. What do you see? Nothing. What do you see? Nothing. What do you see? Still nothing. I'm hungry. You know, I mean, I, that's how the servant, I would be like, hey, do you think we could go eat something? Uh, and Elijah just doesn't back down seven times. And on the seventh time, the servant comes back and says, I see a cloud rising above the sea. That's the size of a man's hand. I mean, that's a ginormous cloud, right? It's, it's tiny. But he says, hey, I see, I see this little thing. And Elijah says, that's it. Let's go. It's raining. It's coming. It's, it's going. And this is the whole time he's just been praying. He's just been praying. Just been, he says he's, he's on his face with his, with his face between his knees, crying out to the Lord, pressing in. And I want to encourage you guys. The rain is coming. And you just keep pressing. You keep pressing in for it. Your prayers have not been in vain. Some of you need to hear that this morning. The things that you have been pressing in for, it has not been in vain. Your sowing has not been in vain. Your faithfulness to the Lord has not been in vain. Your obedience to him has not been in vain. Your giving has not been in vain. Your service, all of the things, laying down your life to follow him. It has not been in vain because there's an abundance of rain coming. If you will just keep pressing in, keep pressing in, in the moments when you feel like giving up because you are looking and you don't see it and you pray and you look and you don't see it. So you pray and you look and you don't see it. So you pray. What if Elijah had stopped after six times? That's a lot. That would be enough for me to be like, "Mm, must have been pizza. Missed God on that one. I encourage you. If you've heard from the Lord, if you're contending for something, if we want to see God pour out his spirit in a great measure in this house among us, we've got to continue to press in for it. We can't back down. We can't just go for it for a little while and say, okay, let's go eat something. We got to do it till we see it. We have to be people who are willing to pray, who are willing to get on our faces, who are willing to say, I will not back down. I will not back down. I will not believe the lie of the enemy that this whole thing has been in vain. Whatever that thing is in your life, it has not been in vain. You press in. You press in. The abundance is coming. I don't know if that is in your marriage, if that is in your health, if that is in your finances, if that is in your job, if that is in your, in your family. Press in. Press in and believe God for the abundance. That is who he is. God doesn't do anything small. Have you noticed that about him? He is lavish. When he gives to his kids, he wants it to be like a rain. He wants to come like rain where we hear him coming and go, what is that? 
He wants to come with that torrential downpour that just floods you and washes over you. He wants to release his goodness to you, even in your pain, even when you're surrounded by tragedy and the worst news possible. God is good. It doesn't, it blows my mind. And you know, those are the moments when it, when we're in drought, that we are so tempted to change our theology about God. When we are at our loss, when we are dry, when we are, when we are suffering, when we see death, when we see hopelessness, when we see scarcity, when we see lack, it's those times where we want to change our mind about who God is and say, if God is a good God, then where are you now? But if you will hold on and believe that God is who he says he is, he will reveal himself to you in the midst of the drought. He will show you his goodness. He will show you his favor and he will release the rain. He will release the rain in your life. He will. And I want us to be ready. I want us to prepare our hearts. I want us to press in. I want us to go for it. And I also want us to understand that when God comes like rain, it doesn't make our life a piece of cake. Hardships will not be over. Struggle will not be over. Specific ones might be. But we all know, listen, we live in West Texas where our ground is not used to holding a lot of water. When rain comes, man, we got some side effects of that, you know? There's some flooding, there's some chaos, there's a little bit of crazy that happens on our streets because our town is like, oh my gosh, it's raining. My ground wasn't prepared to hold all this. And so, you know, just be aware. Hey, when God comes like rain, let's not look at this as an end all. Like, okay, God's come like rain. So if we can just press in until we see this breakthrough, until we see him pour himself out, then we're just going to be so great. Let's say that's going to be so awesome. And we're going to experience so many fresh things from God. And then we're just going to keep going. And we're going to keep going. And we're going to keep going. And we're going to keep going. Let's worship the creator of the rain and not the rain itself. Let's be into who he is. I want to see signs and wonders. Guys, we're seeing some cool stuff. We're seeing miracles happen. We're seeing healing happen. But we are going to keep going after the one who does those things. Because signs and miracles are exact. It's supposed to be a sign that points you to something greater. And we will be people that as we begin to see the rain, as we begin to see him pour his self out, that we will worship him and we will continue to come and say, it's raining here. People come on, come see the rain so that you can see the rain maker. Let me introduce you to him. So let's press in. Let's, let's be encouraged And let's prepare our hearts for what God wants to do. Because I, I just want it all. I just want my heart to be the best container for the Holy Spirit. I just want, I just want him. I just want to hold him. 
well and with everything I have. And if that means I have to sit on my couch at midnight and cry and forgive and let the Lord heal me, then I want to do it. Because that means there was something pulled out of my bucket and there's more room for Jesus. Amen. Will you guys stand with me? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to respond today. I'm going to move my rocks so nobody trips. If you just feel like the Lord is moving in you and you're going, I I want this. I want to prepare my heart. I want to be ready for rain. I want to press in. I believe he's coming. We don't always do this, but but I just want you to come up to the front and I want us to go for it today. Like we don't have to just wait for guest speakers to come, to come up to the front and have prayer. Did you guys know that? Okay, I'm just reminding you. Um, And it doesn't mean that everybody has to flood up here either. I want you to follow the Holy Spirit. But if you're like going... I got to have this. I want this rain. I want to see it happen. Could we all together just come up to the front and just say we're pressing in. She's ready to press in. Aren't you, Riley? She's already got her voice going. So if you guys, if you guys are willing to say, I want to go there with you. I want to press in for this. Would you just come up front and let us just pray and, uh, and just Just allow the Lord to show you your heart, to prepare your heart for this rain. And then I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's, there's somebody or it could be more than one somebody in this room that I feel like the Lord is saying, I want to break you open. And that can sound scary, but it's going to be absolutely good. I just feel like the Lord is saying there, there's something where he want, he wants to break you open and expose, uh, some things that are just dry and weary in you so that his reign can get there. And he wants to, he wants to do that today, this morning. If that's you, I want you to find me before you leave because I want to pray for you. But even now, if that's you, just say, I receive. God, we want to be people who host your presence well, who make room for you in our hearts and in our homes in our circles and in our gatherings. Prepare our heart for your reign, God. I hear it coming and I know it will. And it's even begun. God, we want, we want to press in. We want to see your reign. God, come like rain. Come like rain. God, release, release a revival here.
in our hearts. May it begin with us, God, that you would just that you would just release your presence in greater measure. And as painful as it is, God, I pray that you would begin to to shine a light on our hearts, not because you're into condemnation, but because you are into healing. And the only reason you expose our hearts is so you can clean them and make them whole. And I just encourage you, if you've never had a good experience with the Lord or with correction in your life from your real family, I encourage you that this is safe to press into Jesus. It is safe to forgive. It is safe to let go. Thank you, Father, for for pulling weeds in our heart this morning. And just even in this time, God, I pray that you would release a tangible sense of your presence, that you would begin to encounter hearts, that you would begin to just kind of like putting that fertilizer on our hearts, God, that we would begin to hear your voice, that we would begin to see what you're doing, that we would begin to apply your word to our hearts. Release the new. Release the new in us, God. May we, may we not be afraid to grab a hold of new thoughts, to renew our minds, to have new joy, to have new hope, new life, new peace, new levels. And God, we will take the territory that you are giving us. And we will celebrate it. We will celebrate the new. We will celebrate your reign. And we, most of all, will celebrate you and honor you. Refresh hearts this morning, God. Refresh bodies this morning, God. Even now, Lord, that your reign would begin to be released in us, over us, through us. up here just keep pressing in you just keep praying keep allowing the lord to work on your heart just just press in for more of him yeah